everybody, you're in the basement with Javon and Tourette. Here's Melba Moore. No longer alone with my homegirl Therese on the microphone. Music politics are just chatting it up. Lunch in the basement, see, that's what's up. You never know who might run through. Legendary artist or someone brand new. You miss a lot when you miss one day. At least that's what I heard somebody say. But it doesn't really matter what whoever says. It's always a good show with your and Therese. Yeah. Brunch in the basement with Javon and Tourette. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, everybody's a friend in my head. I already know everybody. (laughs) One day I'll tell you about me and Shaka Khan, but, you know. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. But she doesn't know anything about it. But anyway. (laughs) No, she doesn't. She just wasn't even there, actually. But anyway. (laughs) All our losses, though, Jay. You can send me some cologne, cause I mean, oh, you know. You yeah. <laughs> I Just in case you send me Shaka Khan, I want to smell really, you know, oh, nice. Oh god. Okay, donkey man, whatever you say. With time, so and we thank you for that. Thank you. Well, thank you. This part, that little piece, I'm just gonna keep and play it all the time for myself. <laughs> but no, just do this. I'm here, and you're here. We're here together. That's what's up. Uh, welcome, everybody, to In the Basement with Javon and Therese. And as most of you are aware, um, Therese is away this weekend at the LGBT Music Festival in Cancun, Mexico. And um, as for me, I'm here in rainy, soggy, cold, and wet. New Jersey. <laughs> and um, you know what? Wherever you are, we I'm trying to make it out for you. As a matter of fact, coming up this afternoon, I have a very hot co-host coming on with me today, friend of the show, friend in my heart of hearts, uh, Mr. <coughs> Vocalist Extraordinaire. Keith Anthony Floyd. Oh my God! Don't you just even love his name, Keith Anthony Floyd? Just something about that. Hey, David Sosa, another one of my favorite vocalists. Oh my God, this dude. I might have to send you a link, David. Are you picture ready? I mean, I know you have some things coming up, darling. 
Are you ready for your close-up? Let me know. I'll send you a link. You can come through, too. You know? Hey, and Dr. Simone is here. Cold and wet. No, Dr. Simone is hot. She's hot. She's hot. You know what I want to do? I want to make sure everybody is up. I mean, I know that um, it's it's a soggy kind of day, and it's the kind of day that makes you want to lay back and chill and, you know, stay in the bed and kind of watch, you know. But why not pump it up? And some musical artists, hi, Pop. Just love him. I do. Anyway, um, some musical artist birthday. Friday was Gladys Knight. Today is Reby and Latoya Jackson of the famous Jackson family dynasty's birthday. And CeeLo Green. Can I, you know, okay, so now that he said CeeLo, I just, I was just going to, I was just going to jump in and just like pump you all up. Um, and now I'm, I'm bartering with myself. Do I want to play this song? Happy birthday to everybody who has a birthday today and God bless it that you made it another, another day. Um, but Mary, did you know by CeeLo Green? Oh my God. He sings that so beautifully. How you doing, Miss DJ? What's up, darling? Dearling? Do I? I think I have to play it now that I mentioned it. I have to play it. I have to play it. Um, It's mostly like, I mean, I think of it as a Christmas song, but it's really just a beautiful rendition of a song. And so with that, here we go. Happy birthday, CeeLo. Kiss your little baby. 
Sound a little. You sound a little bit what we call ronca Spanish. A little, little, you know. <clears throat> otherwise, all that. otherwise, I would duet with you right now. <laughs> I would have been down too, <laughs> but we would have sang Chaka together, just so you know. So let me ask you something. Do you have a favorite Chaka Khan song? Favorite Chaka Khan song? Yeah. Roll me through the rushes. Because some people watching may not know of your voice and your and you know anytime you come on I'm gonna ask you to to flavor us a little bit. Yes. Not with no chaka, not this early. Not just woke up David. David, 
David. You could slay at any time. You probably <laughs> at any time. You probably. I, you know what the worst part about it is? Just like you, I just got some of my voice back in the last two days because I I had sinusitis for like the last week and a half. So I just been all that. You know what? People like you. Uh, let me just say something. People like you who have these beautiful, amazing voices, right? Always have a reason as to why they can't sing. It, it, it happens all the time. Now, you know what it is? We want our best, and I, then we feel I, like we can't give you our best, and we're like... I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> so I'm not going to push as pushy as I can be. I'm not going to push. But for those of you who don't know, the, the song that, obviously, the song that I just played is a sample of David's beautiful I'm I'm just trying to tell you the the brother can blow and and he can Thank do it you. he can do it just like that even with sinusitis okay please <laughs> but that's okay no. you do have some stuff coming up though right I do I have um, I'm opening up for an artist um, named uh, T Rex and um, in New York and he's coming out with an album called The Package and so I'm performing at Drum in yeah. New York City on the 16th at 7 p.m. and um, I'm just doing a bunch of a lot of a lot of internet stuff a lot of shows and stuff um, there's also Solar Tree um, on IG and on YouTube I'll be doing a, a show for them on June 10th with some other um, artists as well um, I'm working on new music I'm really excited about uh, yeah I have a song called Vibes right now that um, is kind of in the in the process of finishing up that I hope to have out by August um, it's a perfect little summer chill song, and you know I'm trying to I'm trying to move into I did my Adele album, which I call it with my heartbreak and my my stuff. So now I'm into the chill mode, like having a good time with yourself and with others, and no drama, no negativity, like protecting your peace, you know. And I'm in that vibe, and so I've been writing from that place, and I'm excited. I'm excited about the new material, and you know, exploring things like sexuality. And and you know even revenge and pettiness sometimes. So I'm, I'm writing about a bunch of different subjects that I've went through, I've gone through, I go through, and I'm excited about it. Oh my God! Ooh, that sounds scary. Okay, so you know you're gonna have to hit me up, you know, when oh when you're ready. I I can't wait to share the new music with you. I'm probably gonna send you. I'm probably gonna send you the un relatively unmixed vocal just so you can kind of hear what the song is going to be like but i think you're going to totally vibe with it no you, you know i'm just i'm just crazy it's a it. brown juice and swill type of vibe and just chill back and you know wow. that can i say to you that good singing right mm -hmm. if there's a great vocal stylist that i'm listening to that is my brown juice and swill i can drink but i think in the vibes man Hey, you want to chill in, but you want to just look in the mix, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what? There are there's so many wonderful things um, about your vocals and about the music that you've put out. And um, um, I can't wait for you to come back and give us some more, darling. You, you're just fabulous. And I, I thank you for coming through. Thank you. Thank you for having me always. It's always a pleasure to be here, to view when I can, and to support and to love up on y'all.
Well, your hang family. Out, hang out because today's going to be an on and popping show. I promise you that. You yes, yes. I know my Keith Anthony. My Keith Anthony is going to be here, so I'm, I'm excited to to support him and his his and his music and new single and all that good stuff. So I'm ready. Don't you freaking love him? Don't you freaking love? Him? I love that man. Me too. Me too. See, if my voice was a little better, I would sing for Keith as well. Me too. See, what I would sing is the Jones Girls. I just love the man. I would do that. I don't know if I'm familiar with that song. I just love that man, it's called. I just love the man. I just love the man. Okay. I'm, I don't think I know. At least not off the top of my head right now. All right. I I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to dig it up. And Yeah, I might have to I might have to revisit. You know what I was listening to yesterday, like really hard body for no reason at all? What? Three degrees maybe. Okay. Like hard. Cause she hits that, that, and I'm just like, yes, yes. Like, I like a good go through it song. I'm, I'm, I'm a cancer. I like a good, I want to cry. Um, uh, and I'm in love song. I love a good song like that. So I just, I just get in my feels, you know. Yes, yes. Cancers are watery. I love it though. I, that's one of the things I love about cancers. And cancer men tend to love their mothers. Yeah, always. How you not? How you not love your mama? Gotta love your mama. Not everybody loves their mother. I don't know. What that's, that's true about. though. No, that's true. I don't know what that's about. But that's true. Cancer, cancer men are are like that though. They're very um, watery. I, I think it. yeah. My mom's my mom's taught me in a lot of ways how to love and respect women, and I don't even think she realized it. And I think um, you know, and this is this, this is in. in, in despite sexual orientation, like I always honor the woman. I always love, you know, I love my sisters. I just love, I love everything about, and I'm always, you know, you know how I do. I always advocate and, and try to get us to sit down sometimes as men and listen, listen and support, you know, and that's a lot for my mother, believe it or not. Can't honor your moms and then not honor the next, the next woman in your life, whoever she may be. Say that. Yeah. Say that because you know? how you treat your mother is a reflection of how you treat other women and how you view women. And women, when you're raising your boys, you're raise, you're teaching them, and what you show them, how you allow men to treat you. The, 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 look, the babies, both the boys and the girls. Everybody's watching you, mom. So you know, act right. And don't expose them to anything that you don't want them doing. Stop. Facts. The mother, mothers wear them. I mean, women in general, I always say they wear the many hats. And I, it's not to say that men don't wear a few hats, but women have always just put on the different hats and have stepped into every role they need to step into when we lack. And, you know, it's really a self-sufficiency. It's really a... a, a, a sign of strength and, and power in ways that I don't think people appreciate enough overall. Um, and, you know, that's what I said. I'm always, I always compare women to diamonds um, because they're so multifaceted. They're always beautiful at every turn, but they're, they're just multifaceted. They are so many different things, complex and layered and beautiful in all of its, all of its context. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for coming through. Thank you for having me. I'm so, I can't wait for your new music. I just cannot wait. 
I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna send you when when I um when I get off of here. I'm gonna just email you real quick so you can just hear the little vibe of it all and, and see what you think please, about it. It's do. unmixed, but you know. Please do, and um, I'm gonna play something for you. All right. I love it. You got it. I'm gonna play this for you and for um Keith Anthony Fluid. Yep. 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 Let's see if I can find it first. I mean, I just had it. I just had it. Let's see. Let's do it. Where are you? You know, we're your sisters, and we love you. Right. I've been watching you, and you don't look good at all. Oh, no. I hate to tell you this, but your man, he ain't doing you a bit of good. He's running you in the ground. You should leave him. Cut him loose. I mean, you're a young, nice-looking girl. Everybody likes you, even me. Oh, yeah. You have a nice personality, and so on and so forth. And you know you can get another man. Somebody who's going to treat you like a lady. Look, you know, I know that you love me, and I know you concern, but there's one thing that you just don't seem to understand. I just love a man, and I don't care what you say. I just love a man, because he treats me the way that I want to be treated when I need to be needed when it comes to When it comes to providing for me, he's all right. He's my inspiration. talk to you about this. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that's right. Because all that stuff you talk about him providing for you, that don't mean nothing. I mean, where was he having your rent for like three months? And we had to all put a little bit of money together to keep a roof over not only your head, but his head, too. <laughs> you see, I'm not trying to get in your business, but I just couldn't hold this back any longer. See, I'm glad you and Mom and Valerie, I'm glad you're all concerned, but this is something you will
tell you that song right there. Now, if you know me personally, I am not the supreme singing type chick. I am not the diva with the long flow. That is not me. I'm more rough and tough with my Afro puff. You know, what's up, baby? Let's do this. You know, that's me. But when I was a little girl and I heard this song, And every time I hear it, it just takes me back to that place of, shut up. I just, I can't do it right now for y'all, but you know what I mean. And speaking of shadoop, right, um, what I want to do, because I'm missing my girl Therese right now, you know, it, you know, look, I, I, I miss her. That's my homie. And I was looking at a video of us, and I wanted to share it with you all. And so um, here is the most recent um, rapid fire. And let me just tell you, (laughs) you owe it to yourself to go back and look at the Avery Sunshine interview. The whole thing is to die for. There are some serious jewels that were dropped. Monifa stops in by. We have a bunch of key keys, and there's some serious stuff said throughout. So, But this is just a taste in Rapid Fire with Avery Sunshine, featuring my girl, Rezzy, who's having a lovely time, I'm sure. We miss you, Rezzy. Okay, wait a minute. I just got to get myself together because I feel like. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I'm ready. Go. Okay. Melody. Green. God. Me. Music. Love. Children. Money. 
songs, peace. Mm. I got to hit her one more, Jay. Do it. Family. Hope. Javon, you up next. <laughs> Mine were weird. I'm sorry. I said me for God. Oh, my God. You better not. <laughs> Who does that? That is God. That's that's what it, it is. is. God. God. God is in you. Well, I mean, that's the best answer. I didn't, I didn't want to be. I didn't want to be Kanye and be like, you know, no, we didn't take it that way. Kanye, that's funny. Okay, okay. Sex. Dana. Passion. Ooh, me. Piano. Black. Shaka Khan. High. Lesbian. Family. Personality. Sunshine. Sunshine. Ruth. Purple. Gold. Prince. Rain. Church. Oh, freedom. Thank you so much. You want to give a five more? I did take a liberty there. Oh, I love you. I don't believe you. that you would say her and I would think this today when I'm recording I think often of her voice because her voice gets really big mm-hmm. I'm always thinking about but she allows herself to sing like she sings mm-hmm. so just uh, that's something I never said out loud that when I'm singing and I'm singing a high note and sometimes it's like ah but I, I, I am reminded to be free her highness reminds me to be free and when i say height is in her notes it reminds me to be free i don't that's a weird kind of connection but i just had to clarify because after i said like oh that don't sound right (laughs) but that's what i i she is amused when i'm recording oh wow yep javon is a a self-described alcoholic listen can i tell you that and i'm gonna go yeah the best compliment from Shaka. I was doing this play called uh, I Dream, and they flew us to L.A. to do a little bit of the show for the investors. So she was one of them. She's out there, and she's at the show, and I finished my song, and she walked up to me, and she was like, bitch, you can sing. She didn't lie. She didn't lie. Right there. Right there. Uh, so, ain't nothing to say. I was to say today. Yo, so it don't even matter that I'm a big fan because that that's it. That's, that's it. it. That's it. That was very kind of you to acknowledge it. Tell everybody who is under a rock where they can find you, please. Please, AveriSunshine.com, HeySunshine.com, uh, HeySunshineShow.com, Lou Mac Beauty, 
please stop by there and get some stuff. I promise we're going to have some more products soon. COVID. Hey, this is Avery Sunshine, and I am in the basement with Javon and Therese. Shine. COVID and couples do in a minute. But, you know, in a minute. <laughs> Uh, did you hear it? <laughs> I was so glad Dana was going on Saturday morning. I was like, oh, you leaving? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I get up early and I start doing my ritual. I start burning my stage and getting ready. To get <laughs> my well, wait a minute. Wait. Because I, I was like, can you tell me, was that kind of show? Is Therese smoking weed? <laughs> <laughs> if they can do that? No, this is no. As I'm sharing these thoughts, it wouldn't work if my voice was a different voice. Mm-hmm. The voice that God gave me. And that's it. And if people, listen, in, in detaching myself from the people that I think, that I thought I was supposed to be in the group of, I wanted to be in the cool kids group, and they <laughs> did this, and they do this particular thing. And <laughs> people that like them don't really, they're not the same people who like me and I that people are saying that I'm not good. No, it means you're different. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they meet their authentic. people. Authentic. Authentically you. Authentic. I'm telling you, my mother was irritated when I played that art. I don't want it. Denise, that I didn't put on my ears. I can't follow it. Mm-hmm. It's too wow. busy. Wow. It's too busy. I'm confused. It's cacophonous to me. They're all over the place, and they think I, I, I can go take me home. Why they, why they almost got you? They always, always cold. Really? <laughs> cold and confused. Oh, the confused. I went and saw it. Yes, yes, Miss Avery Sunshine is to die for. And now, a black history moment. So... Oh, God, my voice. This is Tom Bradley, who on May 29, 1973, was elected mayor. He was the first African-American to be mayor of Los Angeles, California. He served for 20 years, which is longer than any other mayor of the city. He was born the son of sharecroppers and the grandson of a slave. He later became one of the most successful politicians of the 20th century. He joined the Los Angeles Police Department in 1941 and retired as a lieutenant. He became an attorney after retiring from the police department prior to entering politics. As the mayor, he was instrumental in much of Los Angeles' growth and his hosting of the 1984 Summer Olympics. You know, this 
week also marks the 100th anniversary of the destruction of Black Wall Street. And so what I want to do is, um, because I, I, you, I, I guess you all know that I think it's important that we um, educate ourselves about certain things. So I just um, wanted to share this, and then I will um, bring on my guest co-host. Now, hmm, trying to think of how best to present this to you all. Yeah, let's just do this. This is the burning of Black Wall Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma. The Drexel Building, Tulsa, Oklahoma, May 30th, 1921. In the third floor lobby stands 19-year-old Dick Rowland, an orphan living with an adopted family who works at the white-owned parlor down the street. He comes here to the Drexel Building to use the restroom. Tulsa is a segregated city, and he has walked down the street to the Drexel and has taken an elevator three floors to reach the closest colored restroom. The door opens, and on the other side stands Sarah Page, the elevator's 17-year-old operator. He must know that being alone in any capacity with a white girl is dangerous for a young black man, but he has to get back to work. Roland steps into the elevator, not knowing that what happens next will provoke a white mob to kill over 100 people and burn his entire town to the ground. The YouTube revenue of this video will be donated to the NAACP Legal Defense Fund. To help us explain this horrible episode in America's history, we've asked triple African-American literary award winner Stephen Van Patten to write this episode. Thanks so much, Stephen. 57 years after the United States abolished slavery, the Greenwood District of Tulsa, Oklahoma, was a surprisingly prosperous slice of Americana. Greenwood's population was comprised of blacks who had migrated there from the South, seeking improved conditions, but found that better life elusive. Originally, they tried to settle in Langston, Oklahoma, but were run off by racist whites before landing in Tulsa. Despite the city's strict Jim Crow-style segregation laws, Greenwood's mostly black residents played an integral part in building up their neighborhood. In fact, being isolated from their hostile white neighbors may have actually helped them build Greenwood into a prosperous district that civil rights activist and author Booker T. Washington nicknamed Black Wall Street. The state of Oklahoma, and Tulsa in particular, had done well financially, largely due to a bustling oil industry that had caused a population boom around the turn of the century and made many fortunes. That success allowed white Tulsans to hire black people from nearby Greenwood as domestics. In turn, the Greenwood blacks saved their money, invested in their communities, and started their own businesses. And with those businesses came an opulence unheard of. It's said that on Sundays, the women wore satin and diamonds, and the men wore silk and gold chains. Historian James S. Hirsch reported, teachers lived in brick houses furnished with Louis XIV dining room sets, fine china, and Steinway pianos. It was a monument to black excellence. Dr. A.C. Jackson, considered the most skilled black surgeon in America, lived in Greenwood. There was not one, but two movie theaters. And there was J.B. Stratford's 54-room hotel, the largest in America owned by a black man, all the more remarkable considering Stratford had been born into slavery. This was in stark contrast to other parts of the country, where American blacks were often forced to live in harsher conditions, especially in the Midwest and South, where the sharecropping system remained in place. There, they labored tirelessly on another person's land, surrendering the majority of their crops to the landlord. 
As a result, they were trapped in debt to white landowners, some of whom former slave owners. When blacks tried to improve their situation, white neighbors often responded with violence, whether individual or communal, and black men who showed ambition were often targets of lynchings. But in early 1921, life was anything but bleak in Greenwood. The town had become a place of pride, hope, and opportunity. For a time, things were so good that others began to migrate there, including black veterans from World War I who were eager to start new lives in the country they had helped defend. That nickname, Black Wall Street, coupled with the success of Greenwood's black inhabitants, would feed a growing resentment among whites in the neighboring towns. By some accounts, the black residents of Greenwood had become relaxed and stopped caring about Jim Crow laws or any other trappings of white supremacy because, well, why should they? Not only were they not doing anything wrong, they had earned everything they had through hard work and smart practical investments. That resentment was simmering when Dick Rowland stepped into the elevator in the Drexel building. Now this part gets hazy because there are only two people who can tell us what really happened in that elevator. All we have are rumors. Later observers pointed out that the elevator was faulty and never stopped level on the third floor. They claim that Roland must have tripped and grabbed Paige to prevent a fall. Some say he stepped on her toe. Another theory even suggests that the two knew each other and something more personal was in play, though that was never proven. But what we do know is that whatever happened, Miss Page screamed, a building employee called the police, and Roland was seen running out of the Drexel. Police pursued Roland for assault. A local paper printed a story about the incident, saying that Page's dress was ripped, which was a common euphemism newspapers used to imply sexual assault. Details of the alleged crime swelled as the story traveled from person to person until it was so exaggerated that people said Roland had raped Paige in the elevator and he was arrested the next day. Vigilante justice was nothing new to Oklahomans. And after Roland's arrest, a mob of armed, angry white men appeared at the courthouse with the intent to lynch him. Then black men from Greenwood arrived to protect young Roland. Two dozen at first, but finally around 75, some of whom were trained World War I combat vets. And hotel owner J.B. Stratford tried to act as a peacemaker as racial slurs and threats filled the air. Then a gunshot. Return fire. A running gun battle ensued as the black men retreated back home to Greenwood. What followed was a siege. The men who had sought to protect Roland took positions and readied themselves, but they'd soon be overwhelmed. Tulsa's white vigilantes were better armed, had them outnumbered, and now had official support from the police. Angry white men from neighboring towns quickly answered the call to arms, many of them hastily deputized by local authorities before indulging in the chaos. During the attack, the whites deployed a machine gun on a hill and fired into a church, killing the people sheltering inside. Cars filled with rioters drove through Greenwood, firing from every window. White vigilantes dragged black men out of their homes to shoot them in the street or tie them to the back of cars and drag them through town. Mobs smashed windows and kicked in doors to loot personal items like jewelry, furs, and other valuables. And as many as six airplanes flew overhead, raining dynamite and accelerant on the entire area, destroying homes and workplaces, from attorneys' offices and beauty salons to hardware stores and funeral homes. This went on until the next afternoon, when the Oklahoma National Guard arrived and declared martial law. It was too late. 10,000 black people were left homeless. The official death toll was 39, but later historians would put it between 75 and 300. Among the dead was Surgeon A.C. Jackson. J.B. Stradford, by contrast, survived, though his proud hotel was nothing more than rubble. And it wasn't alone. 35 blocks had been destroyed, with over $2 million in damage and property loss, roughly $33 million in today's currency. Because local police told the National Guard that there had been a Negro uprising, 
6,000 Greenwood residents were arrested and detained for a week. Upon release, many joined the rest of the homeless living in Red Cross tents. With nowhere left to go, many stayed and suffered through a brutal winter under the canvas. Greenwood had been rendered unlivable, and Tate Brady, a Klansman in the local government, thwarted any plans to rebuild. Efforts were made to relocate the disenfranchised even further away. But the displaced of Greenwood dug their heels in and took the case to the Oklahoma Supreme Court. They won, but Greenwood would never be the same. And today, much of whatever was left of Black Wall Street has been paved over as part of Interstate 244. J.B. Stratford and 20 others were wrongly accused of instigating the riots. But other than that, there were surprisingly few charges brought up on anyone. Stratford jumped bail and later became a successful lawyer in Chicago. And the Tulsa police chief was relieved of duty. But neither he nor the rioters saw a day of jail time. Yet perhaps the most startling part of the story is what happened to Dick Rowland. Sarah Page left town after the massacre, leaving written instructions not to press charges. And upon release, Rowland left Tulsa and never came back. Both disappeared from the pages of history. We don't know where they went or what became of them. They were gone, like Greenwood. On a personal note, I find it incredibly distressing that this incident and others like it were not more widely taught in U.S. schools. It's hard to imagine how we're supposed to progress as a society if we can't own up to our transgressions and recognize wounds that need healing. Because while this is a terrible story, it's also a necessary story, one that we cannot afford to forget. Legendary thanks to Ahmed Ziad Turk, Alicia Bramble, Casey Mustia, Dominic Valenciana, Gunnar Clovis, Kyle Murgatroyd, and Orioles One for helping to make this show possible. I had to share that with you all. I, I just feel like it's my responsibility. I mean, you have a platform. It, you have to take advantage of the opportunity power through knowledge you have to you have to educate your people not and and not saying that you didn't already know it maybe you already knew it and didn't know a detail or maybe you knew all the details and maybe you know even more than that than what i just showed but maybe i just reminded you that this weekend marks the 100th anniversary and so, you know, I just feel like the responsible thing to do is to empower us and to remind us that of not only what had happened, but what we can do when we get together. Those people, under the worst of circumstances and situations, put their dollars together and built an entire thriving community. You know what I mean? Imagine what we can do today with the technology if we were to put our dollars together today because we have a lot more dollars than they had back then. And a lot of them were sharecroppers who put, who invested and some educated, some domestic house workers, some service people, but it didn't matter who you were. We just all got together, together as a family, 
And yes, yes, there there are many stories. This is not the that was not the only community that was bombed and or um, destroyed um, uh, several years after the Civil War. That particular thing happened in 1921. But there were communities like that throughout the country where um, either former slaves or the descendants, you know, the children of former slaves got together and built their own communities because of segregation and Jim Crow laws. And one by one, those communities were all destroyed because white folks didn't want you in their communities, but didn't want you to have what anything, and especially anything that looked better than them, than theirs. You know, I always say, and okay, I'm going to do this and then, (laughs) I'm sorry, Keith. I'm bring you on shortly, okay? But I have to peel the onion first. onion with Keith. Everybody, this is my friend, this sweetheart, song styling vocalist extraordinaire, just musically talented, gifted vocalist, Keith Anthony Fluid. Thank you so much, Keith, for coming through. I, I first let me just let me just say that because I can't I can't I can't just keep you in the background and not bring you up because you may you may have an opinion right like your co-host yeah. right that's what's up yeah. well welcome to the- thank you for having me i greatly appreciate it thank you for being here so yeah keith i can go on and on and on about you know um, things of this nature. I'm wondering if, whether or not you have earphones because I think oh. I can kind of hear myself. Okay. One second. Sorry about that. No problem at all. And um, David says every month is Black History Month. Every day is Black History Day. You know what I'm saying? We we got to educate ourselves and remind ourselves of um, who we are in this country who we are as a people, who, you know, it, it's it's just a tragedy. I think. I think the biggest um, the biggest problem is, and the biggest lie. Yes, we we today in 2021 have a big lie, but 
I think the bigger lie and the thing that, that most seriously negatively impacts this this country is stories like this not being told. Um, the misnomer that Afro-Americans are lazy, trifling, welfare recipients or whatever, that we depend on others to do for us. When you look at thriving businesses like this, like not just businesses, but communities, (coughs) why isn't this taught in school? This should be taught as what not to do. This is not how we treat our fellow man. We're all brothers and sisters and cousins. We're all related, black, white, Asian. This, and only the strongest and the most resilient able to survive being brought over here from Africa to America to endure slavery, to invent during that period, to to come up with inventions, and then post-slavery to educate, grow and thrive and build and teach. Now, just imagine if the people who built those communities, like in Tulsa, like Black Wall Street, quote unquote, were were given um, I, I'd say the best educational opportunities were provided with the encouragement to thrive, the support. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it welcomed into the bigger the the, the larger society and the the white folks from the larger society said, hey, come on, I got some ideas too. And everybody put their ideas together and freely and, and peacefully and happily as American citizens got over the bullshit of the color of somebody's skin and went on the content of character. We waste so much time, energy Indeed. with that Bullshit. We're still doing it today in 2021, 100 years later. This, All of this um, trying to stop people from voting and all of this nonsense, this big distraction that's taking up so much time and energy. And you got the right, you got the left. Fuck that. We are Americans. So what? My skin is brown. Fuck it, <laughs> you know. You're, you're, so what? Your skin is peach or pink or 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 beige or whatever color. I don't even know what fucking color that is. It doesn't matter. I'm I'm not an artist, you know. You're light. I'm I'm dark. I'm dark. You're light. It, it, who cares? Who cares? What do you bring to the table? What would you like to see? Let's put it together. Let's figure it out. Let's let's grow. Let's this country, this country has the resources to be so magnificent. You know, it, think, think of the women from um, Hidden Figures. 
if they were empowered to to just how long did did it take for them to calculate the numbers to get the spaceships up there if they would have said hey these women are brilliant bring them in hurry up you know i i believe that that i believe this we're in that we're headed in that direction i believe in my heart and soul that we we will get there it won't be in our lifetime but we will get there because you see small things happening that that is leading towards that and i think that's why the the powers that be are fighting for it to stay because they see you know the the train is moving and the train is picking up speed every step of the way you know so they're trying to do everything to block it you know to put some stuff in the tracks to stop the to stop that train but it's a it's it's a non-stop train it's 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 moving full speed ahead and um I just think that in in due time, you know, with with the younger generation, the younger generation behind the generation that that's relevant today, is going to make things happen. I mean, just slowly but surely, things are happening. And I heard Therese say, and I believe this in my heart and soul as well, that we have to just clean the slate. Period. Politically, socially, whatever, clean and start anew, because all the rules that were written back in the day. We're not written with us included, you know, whether you're Asian, Black, Hispanic, whatever. It wasn't written with us, you know, for us in mind, you know, and they weren't thinking in 1776 or whenever about 2021. You know, they were probably thinking 10 years ahead. That's it. So I do believe, I'm you know, I do believe that things will change. Things are changing. We just have to, you know, we just have to keep our thumb on their necks, not our knee, but our thumb on their necks, you know, like they did George. And, you know, slowly but surely things will, will change and we will start to really see things happening for everybody, not just blacks, not just whites, not just Hispanics, not just just Asians, not just Hawaiians, whatever, you know, everybody will be included, you know, and again, not in our lifetime, sorry to say, you know, but it will happen, I do believe. I I would love to to live long enough to see it as well. Me and you both. I have a grandmother who's 106, so I'm I'm hoping. Shout out to (laughs) Grandma 106. My grandmother just turned 100, so I Yo, that is beautiful. That is wonderful. That is absolutely wonderful news. And I'm sure she's seen things in in her lifetime that she thought she would never see. And Truly. I'm sure that she's looking at this now saying, these people will never get it. You know, like as far as we go, here we go with these knuckleheads trying to bring it back. Yeah, they try to do the two steps forward, three steps back, but that's not working this time. Yeah, I pray I pray that it doesn't work. I pray that it doesn't work. You know, and it's not. Shout out to everyone who gets it. Whether you're black, white, Asian, Latina, Latinx, whatever, it doesn't matter origin or part of the country, national. You know. I hear you. Um, just I thank God for everyone who's ever fought for someone else's rights who, you know, in, in any big way or small way. And that's what it takes. Like this, like the saying goes, you know, see something, say something, 
no matter what level it's on. You know, if you see something and you know it's not right, say something. Absolutely. Absolutely. Keith, it's so good to see you. <laughs> you too. And before we begin, I just want to say, to, to I just want to say, I just love Javon and David, and I don't care what y'all say. I just love Javon and David, because they treat me the way that I want to be treated when I need to be needed when it comes to loving me, loving me. Y'all all right? <laughs> Y'all brought up a lot of stuff. I love we it. talking, and I wanted to type back. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I couldn't type up, but I, I love you guys. I really do. Therese, Pops, I love you guys. Really do. And love what you guys are doing, what you guys have been doing since day one when you were just doing it, you know, uh, by yourself over the phone, you know. Yes, yes. I remember, I remember you coming on early on like that. You know, Keith, you've always supported me and this show. Um, and, and, yes, you're one of the original, um, what I used to call back then, basement dwellers. <laughs> <laughs> People that hung out with me in the basement, and I appreciate you so much. And anybody who, whether you are just learning about the show and you're like, yeah, I could get this, I could get into this, or, or you've been with me from day one when, like Keith said, it was just me. Um, I, I just appreciate you, and I, I, I feel your energy even over the Internet waves, you know, and I, I hope Thank you feel you. mine too. I hope you feel the love and the appreciation that I have for each and every one of you. And, you know, Keith, you never cease to amaze me from the from – the, moment I first met you, um, and at, during that time, I would go to a lot of events, a lot of concerts and so forth and so on. And I'd be like, that guy singing up there, like I'd be at a concert, uh, Evelyn Champagne King, uh, it could be, I don't know, Regina Bell, I, I don't just whoever. He looks familiar. Is that? Then at that time, I was hanging out with Gloria Ryan, who I believe is the person who introduced us. No, it wasn't? Who, nope. Who introduced us? We originally met at, uh, excuse me, at this restaurant. Was, uh, at this restaurant. Oh, right. And the, right. I remember. It was Troy Saunders, Marlon Saunders, yeah. I think. Uh, Daryl Hill. Yeah. We were celebrating someone's birthday. And Karen Wheeler was there. Yes, yes, yes. We were celebrating someone's birthday. Yes. I think it was. Was it? Was it your birthday? Or it your... wasn't my birthday. I think it was Daryl. Daryl. Was it Daryl? No. Oh no. What, I think it was. Was it your girlfriend's birthday? No. No. It was someone's birthday we were celebrating, but I remember that that was our initial meeting because I remember I kept excusing myself because I was, I had, well, even before having too much to drink, I was just cursing at the table and carrying on, you know, uh, and pardoning myself for you, you know, in front of you because, you know, I didn't know you, you know. Yes. (laughs) You and I were sitting together. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do remember that. And yes, um. I think I, I thought it. I, I'm, I can remember the night clearly. Um, I just and I remember 
I, I feel like I was sitting between, well, it couldn't have been between you and Karen Wheeler, but I feel like she was sitting really close to me. Yeah, I, I, I think we were sitting across from one another or something because I kept wanting to, you know, we, it, was, it was a lot of us at the table right. and I kept, um, and it was, the food was great and I kept going around trying to, Yes, Wanda was there, yep. uh, and it was a great Spanish restaurant that had delicious food. I'd gone back there a couple times after. You know, we're going to have to ask Troy um, Saunders. Yeah. Because Troy would remember. He's good like that. But okay. Yes, yes, I do remember that night. I just feel like I've known you for so much longer. But <laughs> And that was a long time ago, actually. That was. That was a, well over a decade, I want to say, maybe. Give I, and take a few. But that, that's a good that's, <laughs> Time flies, which is good, but it's also not so good. Because there's, right. there's a particular event in my life that I'm waiting to happen. And I have a couple of years. But when I think about things like that, time flies. So I can be a little more patient knowing that this it's not going to be as long as it has been. And, and I'm going to get through this if I just maintain and stay patient, you know. Truly, everything works out the way it's supposed to in the end, and um, you know. But yeah, back to the point. Back to my point. Since the time that I met you, which now that I realize it's been over a decade, <laughs> I've been to numerous concerts, and there you are on stage. Let's talk about that a little bit. Let's let's chew on that. Let's let's just talk about. I mean, not so much how you ended up, but who you've ended up with? Uh, I, I've been blessed. I mean, I've been truly blessed. And sometimes I have to stop and remind myself when, you know, when you get into that, well, when I get into that complaining state that, you know, I've if, if it all stopped today, you know, I could just look back and go, wow, <laughs> you know, wow. Look what I've done. But um, I've been able to work with the, the best of the best. Um, Everybody from Michael Jackson to Harry Belafonte to 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 Martha Walsh, Evelyn King, Linda Clifford, uh, David Peaston, uh, 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 Lester Bowie, um, Ashford and Simpson, Roberta Flack, just the uh, the Pet Shop Boys, Olivia Newton-John, Elvis Costello. Just a lot of a lot of folks, a lot of folks, you know, and and even more than that, just work with a lot of great musicians in the New York scene that you know you've always read about or seen on TV, and you know got to, you know, that I can consider them friends, my coworkers, you know, um, everybody from Felicia Collins, Lenny Underwood, you know, great songwriters, you know. Um, all my friends, you know, my colleagues and my friends, my coworkers. So I'm, I'm truly blessed, and I can't, um, I can't say, I don't get me to start crying because I'm, I'm like David a cancer. I think we'll, I think his, we'll, our birthdays are a day apart or something, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't, I can't complain. I cannot complain. I really can't. Yeah. Allison Williams. Oh, yeah, that's my ride or die, Allison Williams, you know, uh, the whole Unlimited Touch band, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, from Lenny to Audrey to Stephanie to, to, to Tony to everybody. Uh, just, to, you know, I, I can't say more, you know. I mean, it, it, it's, it's, uh, 
again, I, I'm just blessed. I can't say enough that I, I've been able to, to share the stage and people have allowed me to share the stage and still allow me to share the stage or a studio or a microphone with them, you know. And um, so every day is a blessing. Thank you, sweet Jesus. Amen. You know, like the song say, he may not come when you want him, but he's right on time. <laughs> you know? You know that's <laughs> so, right. You know that's right. So <laughs> you, you're going to have to tell me a couple of stories, okay? Ah, okay. I love this. So <laughs> I, I'm, I'm gonna um, what I'm gonna try to do because I'm a little, I'm a little, like I said, under the weather, but I believe in the show must go on, right? Truly, truly, and truly. I know, I know you, <laughs> you've been through it. And you're going through it right now. Yeah, but, we 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 talked. We had a week. Ooh yeah. boy, have we had a week. Yeah. <laughs> Matter of fact, I think I have a fever right now, but it, it's all good. Don't 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 get worried. Okay. You, well, you know, know, as a cancer, we worry a lot too. You know. I saw it. I saw it. I'm 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 okay. I'm gonna be all right. I'm gonna make it. We got we got another 45 minutes. And just so our listening audience knows, you can call in. And say hello to me and Keith. I will type up the number right now. That is too many numbers I just put up. I'm going to redo this. I'm trying to take it a little bit back while um, Rezzy's out um, to the old school, how how I used to do it before, where you could call in. But now ah. you, you have a choice. You can call in and you can see us. It's, it's up to you. The number to dial is three. Thank you so much. I love him. I love you, Pop. Thank you. He's the man. He's the motherfucking man. <laughs> I can't wait to meet him. <laughs> I, I need to write that song. He's the motherfucking man. It'll be a hit. I'm going to write that song, and y'all that know me will know I'm talking about Ulysses, Pop, Carter. I won't be singing it. I'm going to let somebody else do because <laughs> my voice, you know. Well, you could do the rap or something, you know. Yeah, I might do that. I might do that. I might do the raps. Um. So yeah. So what I want to do, and and like I said, people can um. Yes, we keep doing the hook. <laughs> Shit. Let's do that. Let's do that. You could do. You could do it like a uh, We Are the World. Have everybody that you know. <laughs> you know. Wouldn't that be dope? Matter to fact, celebrate pops, you know, Allison, fact. David, you know, Monifa, everybody. Rona Bennett. Put, yes. Got to get in it. Rona Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, a little bit. Elizabeth Withers. Yep. Yep. Yes. Let's, let's get it. Monifa, David. Oh, he's, he's making his um, wish list now. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Get it together. You know what? I think Timelba. Okay. You know what? Noah Dash. Yeah, I'm gonna have to um contact Reginald Reginald Todd to um help me write the song. <laughs> okay, cause, cause Reginald, now- I hope you're listening. Oh God! Even Dion Warwick. Okay, all right now. Okay, see now because now I have to co-write because um, 
he's just making it too much with these names. I can't. I can't. <laughs> you know, I mean, some of these people, actually, all of these people are dear to me. But, and and you know what's interesting? Um, one time I saw an interview where um, LaBelle was being interviewed, right? It was Patty, Nona, and Sarah. And they were talking, I think Patty said, that Nona had given them such wonderful material. And that's why they were so, you know, successful. And Nona said, Mama Funk, that's she, my mama. She said, I, Patty was singing the, she said, I could, I could have put um, ABC and, and Patty singing and, and that's it. And actually, I don't have it up now and I'm not going to try to find it because normally I would because that's just what I do when I think it. I start on the keys and find it and put it up on the screen. But I'm not going to do that right now because I feel like I'm going to faint. But there is a YouTube video of Patti LaBelle singing the alphabet with um, Sesame Street Muppets. Oh, yeah. Y'all got to check that out. Y'all got to check that out because... Yes, and Freddie too. See, that's that. See, that's the one I knew he was gonna say somebody. That's the one that I would be to just do a Javon song. Okay, y'all put this together and sing it. So, so I feel like all of these names could, if no matter what I, y'all could just make it happen. Pops in the world, pops help creation. <laughs> Got to do it. So here, here's what I want to do. Um, what I would like to do is I need you to tell me, let me see, tell me a story related to this picture, okay? Oh, mm-hmm. oh here we go. Story. As you ah, know. oh, wow. That was at the sugar bar. That was um, uh, at the sugar bar with uh, with uh, Aziza. Aziza used to be Natalie Cole's MD back in the when when Natalie first started. Well, not when she first started, but you know when Natalie became known to the to the world as Natalie Cole. She was her MD, and she's also the co-writer of La Costa. Mm. Um, and she did a song. She did a video uh, called. Uh, uh, the tra- something like the train station. Oh God! Um, uh, about the train station. We did. We recorded the video. We videoed the video at the Sugar Bar, and Natalie was there. Whenever Natalie came to town, um, she would always. Uh, she had a, her crew that she would get together with in New York, and um, I was honored that uh, Iziza invited me to um, a cookout one summer uh, at, at her cruise place in the city and uh, just had a sit down, you know, got to sit down and talk with Natalie and just, you know, because to me, like I told her back then, she was our Linda Ronstadt, you know, for black folks. You know, Linda Ronstadt got to do, you know, pop music, rock and roll, Mexican music, Spanish music, this, you know, and to the black community, Natalie was that. She got to do pop. She got to do R&B. She got to do a little rock and roll. She got to do jazz. She got to do standards, you know. So, you know, in the black community, we looked up to her for that because we didn't have anyone 
outside of her. You can't think of any other singer that was, you know, that had success in all those genres of music, like Linda Ronstadt, you know, so that was beautiful. And then she, you know, and she was in the video. Subway, it was called, the, the video was called Subway. You can check it out on YouTube. Wonderful. That's a great story. Yeah. Uh, let's take a call. 2431 are the last four digits of your number. What's your name and where are you calling from? Hey there, it's me, Walt Taylor. I'm calling from Maryland, and you wanted to call and say hey to hey. you guys. Good to see you guys. Hey, Keith, man, I appreciate you, man. I love your music. And uh, Javon, I'm praying for you to get well very soon. And just wanted to call in and say hey, guys. You know, um, I'm checking y'all out, and uh, I do appreciate what y'all are doing. Therese, I know she's having uh-huh. a great time. Pop, you have a great man. Pop is just on the ball, ain't he, ain't he Javon? <laughs> All the time. All, All the, the time. time. All the time. Yeah. And you know what, Walt? You the man, too. I mm-hmm. mean, oh. I got to say, this, for, for a lesbian, I have a lot of great men in my life. So I feel mm. blessed right now. I love you all. You're all my brothers. Woo! I'm feeling, I'm feeling mighty strong. I'm feeling mighty strong. Oh. Well, you, you, are, you are our sister. You are our little sister, you know. And you Thank know I love you, Javon, you know. And there ain't nothing you can do about it. <laughs> Right back to you, right back to you. Please uh-huh. just miss it, sir. Love you much. Good All right. Man. God Take bless you care. guys. All right. Uh-huh. See you soon. All right now. Love me some, some Walt Taylor. That, Indeed. that brother. Oh, man, he's dopeness. Dopeness. Indeed. Indeed. Okay. So now, story time. Uh-huh. What's the story? Behind what I just oh oh this is my ride or die that's why I miss her so much I love me some Ali Cat no I love me some Ali Cat to the point where I'll say I love this quick story um, well I, I've known Allison before she knew me it's a two part story I I, I, I well. Allison, to me, I always said she was a ghetto, and I don't mean this in a bad way. She was a ghetto superstar before it became fabulous to be a ghetto superstar. Because everybody in Harlem throughout, you know, the tri-state area knew of Allison Williams. I remember back in the day when uh, Russell Simmons was throwing, you know, little parties, uh, you know, neighborhood block parties and stuff. And the artists, you know, the main ingredients or whoever didn't show up or was coming late he'd pull up Allison to do a song or two, you know? And we just knew us that, oh, yeah, that's Allison. That's Al- Everybody knows who Allison Williams is, you know? That's Allison Williams, you know? So, But I, I met Allison through another friend, a high school friend of mine who knew a friend of hers named Keith. And uh, I was just starting out, and, you know, you just, how do I get started? What do I do? Who do I do? Ah, you know, that whole thing. And a friend of mine, Pamela Reed, said, Call, you know, I'm going to talk to my friend Keith, and he knows Allison Williams. And I, like I said, I knew of her from just being in Harlem. We both were born and raised in Harlem. Long story short, we talked, and Allison said, I think I remember I saying this to you on, on the first interview uh, uh, when I, that I did for you. She said, you know, the best way to get work is to hang around musicians. I mean, it's different today. But back then, you know, you want a job, you want to work, hang around musicians. Because musicians always get the call 
you know, to work. They are always the first on the job. And they will, you know, so whoever is hiring them will say, look, I need a singer if they don't have one already. They would say, look, I need a, a singer for so-and-so. Do you know anybody? Or whatever. And the musician will recommend you. And that's how I got a lot of my jobs. A lot of my jobs. But Allison and I go way back. I mean, to the point where I remember I didn't have a driver's license. I mean, my driver's license had been revoked. And Allison had called and said, I'm hungry, this, that, and the other. I'm like, look, I'll come and get you. We're going to go to the White Castle, <laughs> this, that, and the other. You know, we go get something to eat, whatever. She said, you ain't got no license. I'm like, shoot, we'll just, you know, it's going to work. And if not, you know, you can get behind the wheel. You know, somehow you can get behind the wheel. But I love Allison. I love Allison to this day, you know, and will always love her. She is dopeness. I agree. Yes. 100%. Pure and she's funny and sweet and just kind. Mm-hmm. A sweetheart. Oh, I got this one quick story. I was upset about something one day. We were going. I was picking up Alice and we were doing a gig together. And I remember I screamed on her, and it was just like you know. And I I, I had to go back and apologize because it was like what the hell? And I was like Alice, and I'm so sorry. Whatever. I was like be downstairs and someone. And I'm like, you know, Allison, I'm so sorry. You know, I, I, it wasn't towards you. She said, I know it wasn't towards me. She said, because I didn't do nothing. She said, I just knew you were going through your whatever that was, <laughs> whatever that was. And I just let, I let, I just let it be. But it, it made me feel so bad because knowing Allison the way we all do, you know, it's like, oh my God, why are you screaming at her? You know, so that's my that's my alley cat story. Those are my alley cat stories. Yeah, she's yeah. Yeah. Here's the next one. Ah, okay. That was, I think, in California. Yeah, I think that was in California. Um, well, you know, they, uh, Martha Wash, Evelyn Champagne King, and um, uh, Linda Clifford, and a few other ladies, uh, Norma Jean Wright, they do a show called The First Ladies of Disco. And this was in California. We were doing a, a, one of the casinos out there. And uh, that's a picture of us. And, you know, I've, sang, I've been singing with Martha since, ooh, 19, blah, 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 <laughs> you know, uh, on her latest record. Um, Evelyn, like we all know Evelyn from Shay. You know, and uh, always been a follower of hers and, and um, know a lot of musicians that have worked with her in the studio and live. And when I got the opportunity to work with her through the First Ladies of Disco, it was just an honor for me, as well as Linda Clifford, you know, um, Runaway Love and, you know, all that stuff. You know, the Fame soundtrack, you know, Red Light. You know, I love Linda, you know. And her son and I have the same birthday, Linda Clifford. Wow, look at that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's oh, thank you. Yeah, and wow. Yeah, the Cindy, my yeah. Wow, I'm just reading the yeah, the, the, the yeah. quote underneath. Yeah, we all have a. Thing. Hopefully, you know, they can do your show as well. We have the Fandross yeah, uh, platform. Uh, you know what? Before I pass out today, after the show, we need to um, link up and discuss when we can have them on because I I really wanted to do something with them though. Um, more than just, not more than just the show, but in addition to the mm, show. Okay. Um, you know, I wanted to set something up, but 
and and plus the world is starting to open up a little bit and and I want to um start pursuing some of those things again like I used to. Okay, well I hope you guys are listening because I, I did send you all the a shout out to, to tune in. So you know, get ready for the call and let's try to put something together. Yeah, the, <laughs> the, the lady that that came on the show once before. Um, oh yeah, I really loved her energy and I feel yeah, like, Savita. Yes, I feel like I dropped the 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 coin or the ball, dropped the ball. Um, I think that was right before the pandemic, actually. No, no, that was right in the middle of the pandemic. Oh, was it in the middle? Mm-hmm. That was right in the middle of the pandemic because I was uh, uh, I forgot what what I was what what I was on for promoting or something, but um, uh, yeah, but I, I remember it was in the middle of of the pandemic. But definitely, her name is Savita Williams. She's uh, Luther's niece, and she's yeah. the head honcho CEO of this whole thing. She's the one. It. The brains behind this whole Fandross platform. Yes. yes, we have to connect. We have to connect. Yeah, definitely. Um, so now, I obviously now that you've brought it to my attention, have known you for over a decade, right? Mm-hmm. And yet, I never realized this resemblance. <laughs> Oh, wow. Well, you know, I'm working on a one-man show honoring Curtis Mayfield. Uh, I'm in the middle of... You're the only one that can do it. (laughs) (laughs) That's my brother from another mother. You know, and I've always loved Curtis Mayfield. One of my my, my two favorite singers um, as a a kid, I I always said when I would get on punishment, I I wasn't allowed to watch television, so I'd play music. And I'd always play Curtis Mayfield, and I'd always play the Ozzy Brothers, Ron Isley. Those are my two favorites. I have others, but top two right there. And, um, you know, and I always used to get that. You know, so we say, you look like Curtis Mayfield, you look like Curtis, and I never got it till a friend of mine, Martha Redbone, took this picture and another one and did a side-by-side, and I'm like, wow. <laughs> wow. So, and I've always was working, I was working on another one-man show back then, but um, I've narrowed it down and just want to concentrate on Curtis and do a a Curtis Mayfield show. So hopefully, God willing, uh, that'll be up sometime in the new year, if not towards the end of the year, the beginning of the year, because I'm recording tracks for that now. And and hopefully, as we open up, I can get it in some kind of uh, venue. Oh, there's no hoping. That is definitely going to happen. From your lips to God's ears. That's already you know. done. And and I just want to play just this this one song. Um, let me see. Damn, I'm so ah, my brain is like only halfway doing what it's supposed to do. But uh, I, I want to play this song. I want to play this is this is Keith Anthony Fluid right here, y'all. To be invisible 
feel those lyrics. That's why, you know, I, I love singers like him, like the Isaac Brothers, like like David Sosa. I mean, that's what gravitated me to David. I mean, I I can't say it. I, I don't, and, and to be honest, I don't really know David. You know, we don't really know one another, but I just respect him and his music. And, and I, I, you know, every time he opens his mouth to sing, I believe it. You know, he could sing about, you know, let's all go to hell. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, all right, well, let me get my thing. I'm going to hell. <laughs> you know, let me make sure I got everything. You know, because he's that kind of singer, you know, and, and that kind of songwriter, you know, um, and I just love him. Yeah. I love him, and I love his music. So, yeah. wait a minute. Aren't you the one that introduced me to David? Mm-hmm. And yeah, like I said, I, I, I And you didn't met, know him? Well, we we knew each other. We met. I did a um uh, a gay pride, my first ever gay pride uh, performance in Queens uh, a few years back. And David was singing background for a friend of his, one of his best friends. And um, they sang a duet together. And I was just like, wow. I mean, she was good, too. Oh, my God, she was hellified. <laughs> but um, but t- together, they were like, I think it's the same lady. I can't remember her name, but it's the same young, same young lady who's singing the duet on his uh, on his project. They were singing uh, Shaka Khan. I think You Got the Love or something. I don't remember exactly, but it was a Shaka Khan song. And we met, and we talked just a little bit. We talked just a little bit, like, just, hey, how you doing? You guys sounded great, yada, yada, yada. And that was it. And somehow, some way, I think I found him on social media or he found me on social media or something and just kept in touch through there. And then when I heard his single, Smile, I laugh, I mean, when I heard laugh, I was like, oh, my freaking God. Not only is, you know, can this boy sing, but what he's singing about was just like we all can relate, no matter who you are, you know, what language you speak or whatever. You know, you can, you can, we all can relate to just, you know, motherfuckers fucking with you and you just laugh it off, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, and I, I immediately contacted him and I was like, wow, you know, I really, really like what you're doing. And that's what started our relationship, you know. And then I offered to do the video that he, um, uh, of one of his songs. And I still owe him another one you know, uh, of the duet, but I really want to do that. You know, I know he's working on a new project that I'm excited about too as well, but I can't really, I love him. I want I want to, whatever I can to help him or work with him, I'll do it. You know, it's funny. Once David came on the, on the show, um, he reminded me that we, he and I had met years ago um, because he was singing back. Well, I don't know if it was if he was singing background. I feel like he was singing background for another um friend of mine, a, a gentleman by the name of Tim. Um Tim could blow. I've been hearing about this guy, Tim, but I don't know him. Oh I've, my god. I've been hearing so much great things about him. You know, I don't I don't his name is Tim Dillinger. Pull up a little just um, I think this might be a good one, just to give you like a little sample of his voice. I don't, mm-hmm. wanna, I don't want to give too much. Ah, uh, yeah, you know, yeah that, uh, yeah that, them Dillinger, yo, give me that. 
Okay, so he's in the scene. Oh, Jesus. Yes, yes. And he sings for Jesus. Ooh, Keith, I I didn't mean to play the whole thing, but some. I'm glad you did. (laughs) I'm glad you did. Oh, my God. See, that's what I'm talking about. I mean, I sing, yes, but I when I listen to people like him and David and some other folks I know, I stay in my lane. <laughs> you know, they, they just got some stuff with them that you say, okay, all right, y'all, 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 I'll be, I'll be, I'll be in the passenger seat or in the back seat. You know, y'all drive this, y'all drive this car, <laughs> drive it. I'm along for the ride. Well, you know, but you, you got your own thing, and you. Yeah, you know, everybody has their own thing, but I just get elated when I hear stuff like that. It's like, whoa. And, and let me just give a shout out right quick. Oh, yes, Robert, my boy. Yes, I love him. Who is saying that he can't wait to see your one-man show, and and neither can I. I'm excited about it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Me too. I'm I'm so excited about it. And, and Robert, for those who don't know, isn't an extremely talented artist. Um, just go Google him. Just Google him. I'm not going to talk about it. Yeah, go Google him. And you can also look back at earlier shows. We Robert has been on this show. Um, and Robert sings too. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Can I show you something real quick of Robert's? Oh, you got something to Robert's Yeah. Yeah. Robert did this of me years ago when I was wow. um when I was singing with uh uh Sarah Dash. <laughs> I am officially jealous. I don't I can't, I treasure this. I am officially jealous. <laughs> can can I tell you that I make anytime that Robert is I know he's watching, I make all kind of faces. <laughs> Just to see. If I inspire something, not yet, but I'm working on it. Because I, I want my face on a Risco. Right? I was just so honored when he gave that to us. I was that like, oh, my so, God. I treasure it. I, 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 I keep it away. And it's so funny you mentioned that he comes up to you. You mentioned it, and I have it right here because I – you know, I thought I lost it. I was like, oh, my God, when I found it, I put it over in the corner because I want to frame it and, you know, the whole oh, thing. Oh, absolutely. You have to frame that. You have to frame yeah. It. That's a Risco. That's an original motherfucking Risco. Of me. Of you. Of my fat ass. Of, of your beautiful <laughs> face. Of your beautiful face. So oh, now, thank you so much, Robert. So now, you are definitely one of those artists who support other artists like you go hard in your support for others there is a selflessness inherent in the way you are with others and i just had to say that and give you kudos for that because that's so important that we support and uplift one another yeah, and so we have to pass it on because it was passed on to me. So, you know, from the people like that you mentioned from Fandross, Fonzie, you know, uh, uh, Lisa, uh, all those cats, uh, Dennis Collins, just, you know, it wasn't, you know, if it wasn't for them, you know, it wouldn't be. 
I wouldn't be here, you know, without their help. So I thank them all so much. Yes, and I'm sorry, I'm making faces for Robert. I'm still trying no, I see. To, I'm I'm still trying to inspire him. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Anyway, because I can't afford him, so I have to. I know. I can't afford him, so I have to naturally inspire him. I, I mm-hmm. don't know what I have to do. Mm-hmm. Look, like I said, I'm not a girly girl. I. All right. Uh, next time, I'll just I'll because I got the cleavage, man. I just can't uncleave. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm gonna. I I'm definitely gonna gonna rapid fire him. Um, Pop, I want to um just play and and discuss one more song before we do that. Um. I want to talk about your collaboration with Reginald Todd. Mm. You guys clicked immediately. Just talk about what. Ah! Oh, don't get me excited. You see, I can't even scream. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> okay. You got the ball rolling, oh like God. they say. Wait, All wait, you got to. Not with the headphones. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. <laughs> But see, he's so good, even as you're moving around, because I know when he did this, we were in the middle of a rehearsal, and he was, you know, dabbing around and came up with that, so, you know. No, no, I'm just, look, I don't, I don't know if I can some kind of way keep that right there. That, to me, that is history, that is worth millions just by itself right there. Truly. Just that. If y'all don't know, y'all don't know. Mom, if you I don't, made it. I made it, right? If you don't know, now you know. Mom, I'm on top of the world. Okay, I'm sorry. I had, I had to have that moment. So, yes, talk to me about Reginald Todd Strickland. Well, we met on your show yeah. uh, back in the day when it was just all over the phone. Uh, he, we were on the stage. You introduced my first single I did with David Morales, and he was uh, uh, working his project that he was doing at the time. And we, you know, I was listening to him, and he was listening to me, and we were like, "Wow, you sound great! I love the music. That stuff. We need to get together." Thinking he was here in New York, and then he said, "Oh, I'm in Texas." And I'm like, "Uh oh." wow, you're in Texas, you know. Um, but we kept talking, kept in contact, and he, uh, I don't know how, I, I know we said we wanted to work together, and he sent me a track um, at some point, and I uh, said, I'm going to try to write you the track, and I was trying to write you the track and couldn't come up with absolutely nothing. I just kept hearing fire to the flame, fire to the flame, fire to the flame, you know, and um this is before I had my little studio, my little studio here. But I went over to a buddy of mine's house that I do videos with, and we did David's video um, with my boy Chaz, and he, you know, hooked it up, and I just started singing "Fire to the Flame," you know, just all different kind of ways and ad libbing around and this, that, and the other, and um, that was like our first project together. We, you know, sent it to this company, they released it, and the whole, but you know, and that was the beginning of everything, the fire to the flame track. And then he hit me up 
you know, later and said, I uh, wrote this track and I have you in mind for it. And when he sent me the track and, and he was singing it, I was like, you want me to sing it? You sound great on it. You should just do it yourself, you know, because you sound good. You know, he's like, no, I have your voice in mind for this. And I'm like, wow, okay, cool. And we did it and he was Bless Your Soul, you know. That was the beginning of Bless Your Soul that was just released uh, last week, a uh, week before last. So uh, that's out, and um, we're going to hopefully see what that can do, you know, because it's a tongue-in-cheek kind of song, you know, uh, and it'll be great, you know, for the whole Pride week and everything else, you know. So we're we're trying to, you know, make that happen and see what happens with Bless Your Soul so everybody can get a little blessing, that's you know. Awesome. <laughs> so I'm going to play the song, but I hope you don't mind because I'm going to do my own special mix of it. Oh no, I don't mind. The last time you played, I was like, "You missed it, Reginald. She rocked it. She took it out." <laughs> Ooh, I love it. I love it. So I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna play that, and then we're gonna do rapid fire. Just me and okay.
clean version you played. We got the other version, too, that, you know, the nasty version. Hopefully, I know people will gravitate towards that. Yes, <laughs> you know? yes. I just wanted to give, you know. Like, I appreciate it. Love you, man. So now, the fire, and then we'll wrap it up. Okay. Everybody out there, stay safe, wrap it up. You know what I'm saying, but that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. They know what I'm saying without saying what I'm saying, right? We're going to wrap it up. Okay, rapid fire. You ready? Uh huh. All right. Music. My life. Success. Average. Personality. An abundance. Harmony. Community. People. There's so many words I want to say with that, but I'll say what was we'll the start it out. Loving. Loving. Okay. Church. Inside. Soul. Spiritual. Beauty. Sex. Mmm. Love. <laughs> Love. <laughs> Men. Confusing. <laughs> Women. Confusing. <laughs> Party. Happy. Money. I'm empty with that one, I must admit. Love. Love, openness, honesty, 
strive. I mean that for me, I strive for honesty. There is none. Background. Foreground. Lisa Fisher. Loving my heart. Phyllis Hyman. Ooh, stunning. Ella Fitzgerald. Worldly. Shaka Khan. My little form of pleasure. Mine too. Mine too. (laughs) Look, I know you've already given us drops for the show, but give it to us one more time. This is Keith Anthony Fluid, and you're in the basement with Javon and Therese. Yo, everybody, this is Keith Anthony Fluid, and you're in the basement with Javon and Therese. And now I need one for the radio station. WJBR Internet Radio. Oh, and and sing, sing this one. Put some stank on it if you can. Okay, WJBR. Yes, Internet Radio. This is Keith Anthony Fluid here on WJBR with Javon and Therese. Take a listen, everybody, please. Yeah. Thank you so much, Keith. (laughs) (laughs) And so does Pop. We both love you. I love you, too. Everybody, please stay safe. And Wednesday night, we have the legendary Lisa Lisa coming Thank you. Lisa Lisa. Wow, my high school buddy. She's she's so fly. They had to say her name twice. What? I'm gonna go pass out. I think we were supposed to talk about something. Oh, right. We'll we'll DM, okay? Um, after the show, Keith. All right. Love you. Okay, for sure. Hey Robert, you made my day almost. It was almost you, it was almost Keith, it was almost David, it was almost Pop, it was almost Pete Boogie, it was almost Misty, Misty J, and all of y'all together absolutely made my day. It was almost one of you, each of you, by yourselves, but then you all got together and walked, and what a fabulous fucking day. Thank you all. I love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, this is Avery Sunshine, and I am in the basement with Javon and Therese. Shine. Hey, uh, this is Gina Breedlove, and you're listening to In the Basement with Javon and Therese. <laughs> What's up? It's your girl, Monifa, and you're tuned in to Brunch in the Basement with Javon and Therese. <laughs> hey, it's your girl, Allison Williams, and you're in the basement with Javon and Therese. Hey, this is Lenny Williams, and you're listening to Brunch in the Basement with Javon and Therese playing my kind of music.
the basement, no longer alone. With my homegirl Therese on the microphone. Music politics are just chatting it up. Brunch in the basement, see that's what's up. You never know who might run through. Legendary artist or someone brand new. You miss a lot when you miss one day. At least that's what I heard somebody say. But it doesn't really matter what whoever says. It's always a good show with your bonnet to rest. Yeah. Brunch in the basement with your bonnet to rest. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, everybody's a friend in my head. I already know everybody. <laughs> One day I'll tell you about me and Shaka Khan, but you know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, but she doesn't know anything about it. But anyway, <laughs> no, she doesn't. She just she wasn't even there actually. But anyway, but she did um, mention. None other than Shaka Khan as one of her. Why you gotta say? Wait a minute. Why you gotta say Shaka? She did mention none other than Shaka Khan. I'm like, where does your voice go? What happened? What's happening? Even the mere mention of her name. <laughs> Silence. Oh gosh. Would you believe I'm blushing? Just yes, hard. <laughs> Your speechless blushing. That's the thing. Speechless blushing. Rezzy, I can't help it. It's a shocker. This is a shocker rehab, you know. If there's a cure for this, I don't want it. I don't want it. Uh, senses, though, Jay. I'm gonna send y'all some perfume. I'll, I'll definitely I get an address. I'll send y'all out tomorrow. You can send me some cologne, cause I mean, cologne, you know. Yeah. I, <laughs> I Just in case I should meet Shaka Khan, I want to smell really, you know, oh, nice. Oh god. <laughs> okay, dokey, babe. Whatever you say. I want to wish everybody um a happy Shaka Khanika. All right, thank you. Let's let's carry on. I'm sorry. Javon, yeah, there's a pill you're going to be. Able to take for that. I promise I to tell them which way you went, but they're coming for you. With time, so and we thank you for that. Thank you. Well, thank you. This part, that little piece, I'm just going to keep and play it all the time for myself. But no. <laughs> And I think it's it's time, Therese, to do a little rapid fire with um, Mr. Ooh. Richard Pryor, Jr. I think so. I think so. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. We won't hurt you. <laughs> 